Hello, hello, hello. This is Wesley the Actor, ATM Cash Out, and you already know what time it is. So today I want to talk about my testimony and why do I talk about Jesus all the time? Why is it that his life is so prevalent in my life? And who, who is this Jesus individual? So I just want to start from the beginning and when, like, when I first got to know who Jesus was. So I wanted to explain my testimony. So funny story before I explain my testimony. I'm in this uh, this organization. It's called Group Five Group Social Fellowship Incorporated, and my name is actually Testimony, and it's kind of funny. But I'll explain that on a later day if you're interested in that. Just let me let me know in the comments below. But today I want to talk about my actual testimony. So I was a freshman in college when I first accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and when I was in that process. I uh, started, uh, it was just a lot of things that I was going through. You know, I was in the midst of a lot of debauchery. I was doing a lot of things that I shouldn't actually be doing. And it was crazy because I felt like this is exactly what I should be doing. All the the, the, the negative and things that, that were bogging me down, I felt like these were things that, were, that I was supposed to do. But one night when I came home, one night, you know, now I had lived in my dorm at the time. So when I came back to my dorm that night after, you know, participating in the most, I put it like that, uh, in a lack of a better term, but I came home under the influence one day and I, my roommate wasn't there cause my roommate was joining another, uh, fraternity or something like that. And he wasn't in the room anymore. So it was just me by myself and I was there under the influence and I picked up the Bible. So I did have a Bible on my nightstand. I just never opened it. And I am, I'm really thankful that, you know, I grew up in a, a family that, that knew of biblical principles. Um, I didn't understand the, the, the importance of the biblical principles until later, but I'll explain that as the time goes by. So at that time, I was in the midst, like I said, I was in the midst of a lot of debauchery. I was doing a lot of things. I was under the influence and I opened that Bible from my nightstand and it read to me. I said, why do you feel like you can live this life by yourself? And it's kind of crazy because, like I said, I was under influence. So I don't remember the exact verse that I was using, but I think it was on Isaiah. I don't completely remember. This was about six years ago. So I don't know the exact words that it said, but I do remember what it spoke to me. And that night when I read those words or when those words spoke to me, at least I gave my life to Christ. I said, you know what? I can't do this by myself. And the thing is, and I want to explain why I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. See, the thing is, a while ago, I'll put it like that. I don't want to, to, to throw dates incorrectly, but a while ago, what he did, see, he actually walked on this earth. He lived up to 33 years old. And uh, what he did was he actually died for my sins, but not just my sins, but all of our sins. He was a perfect human being. And I just want to give you a little biblical background so you can understand why he had to die. So in the past, in the in the Bible, it talks about how they used to sacrifice a lamb and they call it a sacrificial lamb. And why they sacrifice the lamb is when the person or the town or the community, when they sinned, they now, mind you, they were doing this on a daily basis. They were sinning on a daily basis. But when they sinned, what they had to do is they had to actually give 
these sins on a goat. They have two goats at that time. They have one, which is a scapegoat. So they actually tell the sins to this goat and then they give it off into the wilderness. And then they have a sacrificial goat, which they sacrifice to God. And this lamb has to be perfect. It has to, it can't be a lamb that has blemishes. It can't be a lamb that is, um, you know, old or something that you don't, you were going to throw away anyway. It was an actual perfect lamb. It had to be like fresh born, new lamb. And once they cut it, that was there. That was the blood. Now, the reason why that was important, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go now. I'm going to more, more, more or less move to now. In that same time, when Jesus was here, he became that lamb. So all the sacrificial lambs that they did in the past, all that scapegoat, he took on both. He took on the scapegoat because he took on all the sins. And not only did he take on the sins, but he also killed. He was also killed and crucified on the cross. Now, when he was crucified, the thing is, he actually beat death. So he was on the cross and after he, and I'm just going to explain a little bit about how the cross works. When you're on a cross and when anyone is on a cross in Roman culture, the reason, the way that it works or how that person, you know, dies eventually, it's a, it's a painful death, but it's like you're gasping for air. You have to actually breathe up or reach up to get that air because you can't get the air in your lungs because of the way that you're formed on the cross. So when he died on the cross, you know, he said it is finished. And when it was finished, he let us know, hey, I love you so much that I'm willing to put my entire human life on the line just so I can tell you that I love you. And I thought about that for years. Now, mind you, it's been a while. But in that same process and learning about who God, God is and learning about what he's done for us, I was able to find myself in that love. And I'll give you an example. The thing is, at the time, going back to that freshman year, I did not love myself and I didn't understand the purpose of love. So what I learned is that Jesus's love is sort of like a cup and I'll actually get a cup for you. Right. So imagine there's an empty cup, right? This cup is filled with nothing right now, right? That's how much love that I have for myself. But what I learned, right, is say there's water. Water, uh, just say hypothetically, the, the water is the love that Jesus has for us. What happens is he poured that love in that cup. And not only did this cup fill to the brim, but if this cup was sitting on a table, the table itself would also overflow with the love. And because it's so much, I can take a small slither, a small portion of his love so I can love myself. And the thing is, when you have a relationship with Christ, you can learn to love yourself. Not what the world is telling you because you don't have to listen to the world anymore. And that's the best part. You don't have to listen to the world. You don't have to listen to the things that, that go on. But who you do have to listen to is Jesus. And the thing is, he lives with us. Now, it's up for us, it's up to us to accept his love. If we don't accept it, obviously, you know, we, we go to a different place if, you know, that's what you like. But ultimately, I learned that I didn't want to go to a place outside of the realm of Jesus. I wanted to be fully loved. I wanted to know what it felt like to be loved. And Jesus gave me that opportunity. His love never fails. It's not like a human love. It's not like a relationship love. It's not like a parental love. It's not like a, a brother and sister love or, or a girlfriend and boyfriend love. It's literally an unconditional love. Regardless of what you've done, I love you. That's what Jesus told me. 
And this is my testimony, and this is what I wanted to tell you today. Regardless of what you are going through, regardless of your past, regardless of your present, regardless of your future, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. And regardless of how you thought you were living your life, he's going to still love you. But he wants us to accept him as his, this love. He wants us to accept him as his. So what I, if you are interested in knowing who he is, I would actually like to pray for you. And obviously you can say this prayer with me. So, Father in heaven, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Please bless the individuals who are listening to this and help them to have a motivation and a zeal for you. Lord, if anyone who is not saved and they would like to become saved, I would like to pray this prayer with them, Lord. Father, please forgive me of my sins. I repent of all the things that I've done in my past. Help me, Lord, to be on the mark. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He is my all and all. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Help me, Lord, to take who I am, who I want to be, and use it for a purpose way greater than myself. That purpose is found in Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus, for dying for me. And thank you so much for giving me life. And I ask it all in Jesus' name. My friends, I feel if you prayed that simple prayer, you have been accepted into the house of Jesus. Thank you so much for coming, and I hope to see you in the kingdom.